Hello, everybody, and welcome out to another fun-filled episode of Burnt Popcorn. I'm your co-host, Mike Laidman, and I'm joined with none other than... Laura Laidman. Each and every week, we take a movie from our past, have a look back, and see if it's just nostalgia keeping our praise of classic films afloat, or if it really is the real deal and worthy of all the adulation. How you doing, hon? I'm okay. How are you? I'm getting geared up for Christmas this week. Yeah. Which is exciting. It's it's. I can't believe it's almost here already. It's honestly, like, it snowed. It might even be a white Christmas this year. As long like, as it doesn't get too hot in the next couple days. Yeah, but like, I feel like I'm ready for Christmas. Like, mm-hmm. I just have a few presents left to wrap. And like, we've been watching Christmas movies, Christmas specials. But maybe maybe this being the second pandemic Christmas, <sighs> it, it's starting to really not feel that Christmassy. Yeah. I don't I'm... have that same excitement for it that I normally do. And even then, it's more exciting I found having a kid. But like, I don't know. At least this year, I don't think it will be a Zoom Christmas like last year was. Well, we will see. We got them rapid tests ready. We got five days to go, so we'll see. We got five days to go and rapid tests on the ready for before we see people. Yes. Um, So. Are you excited to give a rapid test to our child? I feel like you and I are going to take the rapid tests and that will be the heck. I feel like one of us will take a rapid test because if one of us tests positive, we're all positive. That's true. Because like that kid is obsessed with toot noises, which includes lots of spraying spit in our faces. Yes. I meant more of the fact that like, I, I don't know how the rapid tests work in comparison to the test. That oh, it's right taken. up the nose. Yeah, exactly. But he has a bit of a don't put things in my nose. Oh, and uh, for those who are listening, when I had to take him to the doctor last week for what is probably our, or what was probably RSV, because uh, he did test negative for COVID, she informed me, the doctor informed me that they are expecting that there are going to be a lot of kids with real problems about the psychology of having their noses touched as they get older. Yeah, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. Because so, our son already has a, a bit of a. Yep. 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 Good time. Hooray. All fun things. But hey, speaking of things that kids enjoy, Christmas movies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But yes, this week we were talking about Home Alone, which originally hit theaters back in 1990. Where are you going? We're going to miss a plane. When the McAllister family left on their Christmas vacation. Did we miss the plane? <laughs> no. They forgot one small thing. Did you lock up? Do we set the timers on the lights? Mm hmm. What else could we be forgetting? Our troubles will be ours. Kevin! Ah! Home alone. Police in the northern suburbs are on the lookout for a pair of burglars who are calling themselves the Wet Bandits. We know that you're in there. It's Santa Claus and it's Elf. This is my house. I have to defend it. Where's your mother? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about your brothers and sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? Can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a stranger. He's a kid. I mean, what can a kid do to us? Kids are stupid. I know I was. You still are, Marv. This is it. to get out on your runway and hitchhike. I am going to get home to my son. Ah! Ah! Where are you, you little creep? I'm going to kill that kid! Why did you take your shoes off? Why are you dressed like a chicken? Hey, guys. Yesterday, he was just a kid. Ah! 
But tonight, he's a home security system. You guys give up or you're thirsty for more? From John Hughes. You know, I got a feeling this is going to be your best Christmas ever. A family comedy without the family. Home Alone. Are you here all alone? I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Of November nineteen ninety. What is happening here? (laughs) November nineteen ninety. Oh boy! So, do you remember uh, that time that our kid was like, "Mommy, stop singing!" Like every time that you sing. Yeah, but except for when he's stalling to go to bed, when it's "Mommy, sing me another song." Mommy, I love you. No, I'm just really bad at singing. Uh, November (laughs) eighth. Speaking of singing, uh, musician Chris Isaac releases single "Wicked Game." Will not try to sing it. No, you're worse than me. Stop. Stop. It's terrible. I'm begging you to stop. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> okay. On November 12th, Crown Prince Akihito is formally installed as Emperor Akihito of Japan, becoming the 125th Japanese monarch. Look at that. November 12th is also the date that the World Wide Web is first proposed by CERN computer scientists Tim Berners-Lee and Robert... Is that Caillou? Caillou? I'm going to say Caillou. C-A-I-L-L-I-A-U. So so you're saying the internet was not created by Al Gore? No. Oh. I I feel like I've been lied to. Again, internet and World Wide Web are... Uh, They're not the same. Not exactly the same. No. And November 22nd, this one kind of blew my mind. Margaret Thatcher announces her resignation as British Prime Minister, officially replaced on the 28th by John Major after she lost a vote for leadership in her party. To which I kind of am like, the fact that this movie came out while Margaret Thatcher was technically Prime Minister of England. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was one that kind of blew because sometimes I, I'll stumble across one of these historical things where I'm like, that was sort of like, I felt like Margaret, Margaret Thatcher, like that's so 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. whereas Home Alone is 90s yes. and they overlap by like a day. Yeah. And that to me was kind of one of those like, whoa. <laughs> blew your mind a little bit. A little, a little. And I always like stumbling across some of these things. Yep. So, you know, Thatcherism and It's it's so funny because every time I hear Margaret Thatcher now, I have been completely ruined by Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. Every time I hear Margaret Thatcher, that's all I can think of. See now I think of Jillian Anderson because <laughs> she played Margaret Thatcher on the crown. Yeah. Did a great job. Well, I guess I should watch that because otherwise it's just Margaret Thatcher naked on a cold day. What's that from? It's from Austin Powers. Uh, yes. It's when he's trying to think on sexy thoughts. That's that's it. That's it. Yes. Shall we discuss the box office? Yes, let's do. 1990. See, this is, I always tell you that as a 90s kid, like I was born in the 80s, but really my formative years were the 90s. Mm-hmm. The 90s were a spooky time. I grew up with spookiness in my blood. That's why 90% of your picks are spooky and from the 90s. Yeah. It was a very spooky autumn in 1990. 
October, we had the Stephen King adaptation of Graveyard Shift, which was, uh, well, sorry, the adaptation of the Stephen King book, Graveyard Shift, which was number one for Halloween at $5 million. Then it was Jacob's Ladder, which I didn't realize was one of the movies that we could do. So one day we're going to do that. Have you seen it? Yes. I have not. I think you'd like it. At $7.5 million. And then Child's Play 2 oh. at $10.7 million. They were blown out of the water by Home Alone, which had the biggest pre-holiday opening weekend at $17 million. Then the second highest Thanksgiving weekend at $20.9 million. It held for a total of 12 weeks, and its highest week was actually that of January 1st, 1991, at $25 million, which uh, has the highest weekend after four weeks of wide release record. It was beaten by Sleeping with the Enemy at you know, its 13 week by $13.7 million, and it was the biggest movie of the year at $285.7 million. Second was Ghost at $217 and then Dance with Wolves at 184.2. Fancy fun. So when did you first see? Well, this is, this is your pick, so you go first. You tell me your memories. Well, I remember seeing Home Alone as a child. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have seen it in theaters, but we probably would have rented it or watched it on TV or both. Mm-hmm. I do know I had this on VHS, and... My parents actually, well, my mom taped Home Alone 2 Lost in New York off the TV for me. I'm pretty sure we saw Home Alone 2 in theaters. And I know we saw Home Alone 3 in theaters. Oh, God. I know. But I would have been five when this came out, right? So I don't think my parents would have taken me to see this one. But I remember loving it from the start. I, I'm pretty sure this is the only Christmas movie I've watched at every Christmas. I, I can't remember a Christmas where I haven't watched this movie. Yeah, no, that I mean At that least, makes sense. I yeah. feel like I've seen it many, many times, and most of those times were with you. Yeah, it's my favorite Christmas movie. Spoiler alert on what my rating is going to be. And Why did I think Love Actually was your favorite Christmas movie? Is that your second? Or is it like the favorite that's not Home Alone? It's my favorite romantic Christmas movie. Oh, I see. Movie. But I Home see. Alone is by far my my favorite Christmas movie. It's just and even more so since becoming a parent. Hmm. So especially to a beautiful little blonde boy. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But yeah, I just I remember loving it and I know I've seen it dozens of times. And and I'll I'll get into some of the the why, because I this is the first time I've really looked into the trivia of the movie. Because mm-hmm. we do a lot of taking stock of the movie and sitting back and taking notes and really trying to like look for things we hadn't noticed before. And on this viewing and our more this is actually the second time we watched it this year. Yes. <laughs> Technically? Technically. Um the first time the first time as you said we we tend to to pay attention and take notes. The first time I was definitely not <laughs> taking notes or paying attention. We watched much. it bit by bit with our 3-year-old yes. to which I would say it might be too mature for a 3-year-old. Yes. He was fine with it. He actually was really liking it when it was just Kevin home alone. Everything about it was going fine. The Christmas stuff was great. It was when the burglars started getting hurt. Yes. That when they he came to the house. W- no, it was when they got hurt. Well, yeah, but they came to the house and they start getting hurt. Yeah. Like, when they start getting hurt so in near the, the house, end, but he full on was like, I don't like this movie. I don't like it. It, it scared him. Yeah. Like Marv, I think it was when Marv was getting electrocuted. Yeah. And that's when he was like, I'm done. I'm done. So I did make him, I fast forwarded to the very end where Catherine Harry gets home 
and sees Kevin and they hug. And he liked that part too. I still remember him being like, I don't like this, mommy. I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like this. But now he's very much, I don't want to watch Christmas movies, mommy, because yeah. he thinks they're all scary. He does. Which it's is so sweet. funny because he was all about Christmas movies in like Halloween time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, so you ruined Christmas for him. No! He's very excited about the tree and Santa. He's just not excited about Christmas movies. Yeah, Christmas movies. Next year will be a good year for Christmas movies, I think. Frozen was more his speed in terms of a winter movie. Yeah, although there's parts of Frozen that that scared him. The wolves scared him. Well, the the funny thing was is I watched it with him first, and he didn't care about the wolves scene at all. The scene that he didn't like was when Anna was trying to buy winter clothes from the, the tuck shop. That yeah. was, he, I, I think that scene, he was just bored. But uh, I think you're right. Yeah, but that was the only part. Like he watched the wolf scene and was fine with it. But I think, I think that was before we got to that point in Home Alone. So I think now he's aware of what is scary and what's not. Yeah, and and is just kind of like, no, I don't like this part. Like he, he, chances are he watched it and was like, oh, I didn't like that. And then we watched it again, and it got to that part, and he was like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. So. Yes, and your memories of the movie, dear. Well, this is funny because this is actually one that I can remember, even though I would have been six when it came out. I remember seeing this in theaters. Really? Yeah. Well, you're, you had an older brother. I did have an older brother. So I could see your parents taking you guys to see this. It wasn't my parents, actually. It was we had a family friend who would like, she just didn't know what to do with kids for Christmas. Like she didn't have kids of her own. She didn't have any like any real close family that had kids right so she's like what do you do with kids for christmas so she would just take us as for as christmas presents she would take my brother and i to a christmas movie every year so that's how i saw that's how i saw home alone that's how i saw and it didn't have to be christmas it was just like whatever kids movie Mm. came out close to christmas but that's how i saw home alone that's how i saw santa claus that's how i saw toy story you know like all of the any if it was a big kids movie that came out end of november early december she would take us to see it. And that, that lasted for, I don't know, four, five years or so that, wow. that she did that. So yeah, up until like 95, 96, that's, she would just take me to see a movie. She'd you know, take my brother and I to see a movie until I guess, I think he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And that killed it. But yeah, yeah. most likely I could so. see your, I could very much see your brother saying I'm done with this. Yeah. I don't want to go to the movies with you anymore, lady. Yeah. It was not my parents. Or yeah. whatever. He so. probably didn't want to go to your parents either. No, probably not. No. He, my brother th- is three years older than I am. So. And he's very much like, is this doesn't look cool? I'm not doing it. Yeah. I remember when my parents were like fully like years later, like, uh, hey, you know, we're, we'll pay for you to go to like the Bahamas, like all expenses paid. And he's like, no, I don't want to go because I don't want to go with my parents and my brother, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. just, I don't want to be near you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, we're cool now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, because we're all adults and it, and it doesn't matter. But yeah, I, I mean, I've seen, as you said, we, you watch it every year and I'm usually there with you since 2010. Yeah. So usually I feel like maybe one year or two have gone by where you just watched it where you're wrapping presents and I wasn't home or, yeah. or something. It but. is a good present wrapping movie. I, I have the movie. Like I said, I've seen enough that like I've got it fairly memorized for like what happens. So I really could, I could put it on while I was like baking Christmas cookies or I put it on while I'm wrapping presents or whatever really else I want to do. I put it on while I'm doing it. And it is just a movie that Christmas isn't complete with home, without Home Alone. Yeah. 
again, spoiler alert to what my review will be. <laughs> Shall we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. And let's get into it right away. With I remember this. I remember this when I was a kid and seeing it in theaters. The intro to this movie scares the shit out of me. Really? Yes. The the very very beginning where it's the moon and the house and the creepy music because that music is that, that music is creepy to a little kid right at the beginning because it's all like like it's got this whole like creepy vibe to it and and like with the full moon and it's all black that scared the crap out of me when i was a kid i see where our son gets it from <laughs> <laughs> I was I was older and it scared me. Yeah. Speaking of things freaking out kids when one th- right off the hop cuz it's all the family getting ready to go on this trip to Paris. <laughs> I know and, exactly where you're going with this. Go ahead. Well no, and I was going to say well when someone's like or they're like uh, to Kevin they're like go pack your suitcase. Uh-huh. And I feel like that's one of the things that at that age I would have felt very intimidated by. Oh, okay. That's not what I was going to say at all. I was going to say the thing that, that probably scared you was looking at it current day at a house with that many children in it running around <laughs> and just being like, oh God. There's Cause, cause a the, lot of kids. There's 12 kids. Well, yeah. They said that there's, they said that, well, they said there's 15 people in the house mm-hmm. and then there's four parents. So there's 11 at least. That doesn't make any sense. The, the mom says there's 15 people in the house. There's two sets of parents that yeah. that leaves. Let's I, I'm, I'm getting old, but I'm pretty sure 15 minus four is 11. Because huh, I felt like there was supposed to be 12 kids. Maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into not reading into, but maybe because she definitely says there are 15 people in this house. Yeah, Maybe is it 15, 15 other people in this house. She doesn't say other though. Mm. It, she could be referring to 15 other people, but she definitely doesn't say that because I took a note of that. I actually wrote down <laughs> 11 kids running around. It, it's got to be a nightmare yeah. for those four parents. Like, yeah. and and the one older sibling uh, not sibling but megan because she's she's the daughter she gets put in charge yeah but she's the daughter of the brother in france that they're going to yes. see so she's like the eldest of all of the kids and like well her and buzz are the two oldest but yeah. they're not gonna put buzz in charge no because buzz is gonna get the girlfriend Woof. Woof. so the big crux of the movie the start is how kevin gets left alone is he's overwhelmed by all these people here Buzz eats his special pizza that's just for him. Gets set up to his room. Something clicked in my mind about the pizzas. So they got it was one hundred and twenty-two fifty for ten pizzas. Yes, twelve dollars a pizza. They twelve dollars a pizza. Twelve twelve dollars times ten pizzas, one hundred twenty-two fifty plus tip. Mm-hmm. In today's money, that would have been twenty-six fifty-eight per pizza. I feel like in the States, those pizzas were still going to be $12. Because anyway, we can get a large pizza for what, $16, $17 here? Yeah. In Canada, our dollar is not as good as in the States. Mm-hmm. This is American inflation too, by the way. Mm-hmm. So you think about it. In terms of the economy and inflation, pizza is pretty stable. Pizza, <laughs> pizza stands at the test Any of Any of our American listeners, tell me how much a large pizza costs. Because if it is more than fifteen dollars, yeah, if it's if it is less than twenty six fifty eight, your pizza costs have not kept up with the price of inflation. Maybe they bought like a deal. 
I mean, I either way, specifically say it, either yeah. way, $12 a pizza. Yeah. You are not going to get, like, even when we go to our fancy pizza place, it's for a large, it's $29. Yeah. And that's Canadian for the fancy. And they didn't get fancy pizza for all these kids. They got the cheap pizza. Yeah. You know that they were going the like Panucci's pizza, wasn't it? No, Panucci's pizza is Futurama. little Nero's. Little Nero's, that's right. Panucci's yeah. pizza is Futurama. Yeah, <laughs> that's where Fry worked. Anyway, so anyway, the economy of pizza. <laughs> I love that's what you focused on. I was very fascinated by it. But I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> a large pizza today. Again, in Canada, sixteen to eighteen dollars mm-hmm. for just a generic pizza, like. That's that's nothing. So twenty six fifty eight. You know what I focused on when oh they were boy. talking about money was later when Kevin goes to the grocery store and he buys a whole ton of shit for twenty dollars. Oh, I know. I was like, "Are you serious with all of the stuff that he bought?" And the fabric softener, the fabric softener, the milk, milk eggs, eggs, and, and fabric, fabric softener. softener. He bought microwave dinners, all sorts of crap. There's no way in today's money that would have cost him. like it was insane anyway anyway so the beginning is happening it's it's wild panicky there's a policeman standing in your house i want to correct myself it is 11 kids it is okay because heather it's kate says heather did you count the heads and heather McAllister says 11 including me five boys six girls four parents two drivers and a partridge in a pear tree there you go so there you go i was incorrect there you go I was right. Yes. (laughs) So what's going on? Craziness everywhere. Obviously, you and I know it is not a real policeman standing there. Yeah. But. I feel like it's a bad plan. It is a. eh, It works. It works. Trusting. You know what? But these are upper middle class white people. Yes. They have no reason to be anything but. Trusting a police police Because their whole lives have been blessed. But additionally. What upper middle class white person? No, well, maybe no, maybe 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 I'm wrong here. Would just ignore a police officer for that long? If there's a police officer standing in my house, I don't give a crap. You know, like oh, the pizza's here. I want to know what that policeman is doing in my house. But think about it. As much as I like Kate, especially now that I am a mother, uh huh. She does pull some Karen moves on the. On the policeman? Just, or in, just general, in general. She takes the phone away from that lady in France. That's true. She's yelling at people. She's cutting back in line at the the at the, uh, uh, the plane, airport. Yeah, the airport. Like, I understand why, but to an outsider looking in who doesn't know what's going on, it's like, there is a good chance that Kate has pulled some Karen moves in her time. Yeah, but at the same time- So to her- I have no reason to worry. So, but like if their whole family has, you know, it makes sense for the story. And again, this is the nineties where like, like this is, this is like, again, they have no reason. They don't think anybody's done anything wrong. You know, people are coming and going like they're busy. Frank's like, it's not my house. Like, yeah, but like the, the dad, Mr. McAllister is like, Oh, what, what's going on? Am I under arrest? No, you're not. Oh, okay. I'm going to go eat this pizza now. Yeah. Like leaves him there. Like th- th- 
that to me was just baffling. Like I, uh, in a movie, it's funny and that everyone keeps leaving him and everything. But like in real life, it was just like, I would, n- I would never just leave a police officer standing on my front porch. But again, like, so he's in the house. Who let him in? Like <laughs> Peter someone, McAllister. Someone must let in him the, in. In the novelization, Peter McAllister is a businessman. Uh-huh. Kate is a fashion designer, which is why there's mannequins all over the house. Oh, okay. They're both, obviously, they're very well off. Mm-hmm. They live in a very They live in affluent, the silver tuna. Yeah, they, they're an affluent family. Chances are, their mental, like, it's like, I have assistants that deal with this kind of thing. So their mind state is, why do I need to deal with that? That's what my assistant's for. And I guess. I, that's my thought. That's okay. my thought. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Once, like again, we know what's going on, and they all go and eat the pizza. And Buzz eats Kevin's whole pizza himself. He eats a whole large cheese pizza. But well, does he though? I mean, I, I feel it's like gone. Just, yeah, but it's gone. But there's uh, the other kids too. Like, Fuller, go Fuller, easy on, the easy on the Pepsi. But I mean, like, I mean, if I'm that kid, I'm eating cheese pizza with my Pepsi. Is you know, yeah. But this is when Kevin gets put up. And again, this is this is where I'm like. As a parent, I appreciate this movie more because Kevin gets told he has to go upstairs to the third floor and he originally is going to sleep with Fuller, but Fuller's whole thing is he wets the bed. So he's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to sleep up here with Fuller. He wets the bed. Yes. So Kate says she'll put him somewhere else, but you have to go upstairs and Kevin pulls the, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my Our God. child already does that at three. Yeah. We'll be like telling him and we don't like throw him in the attic. No. <laughs> Maybe we should start. No. <laughs> but we'll be like, you know, okay, you can't have a cookie because yeah. you were to have a cookie after dinner and you're being naughty so you don't get a cookie. And then it's, I'm sorry. He doesn't even say that. He just goes, he goes over to the parent that didn't scold him and is like, <laughs> so if you were well, like. Well, he's definitely gone, I'm sorry to me. Okay. Well, I'm, I, I'm more present for the, you tell him he can't have a cookie and then he'll come over to me and be like. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> in the same tone, in exact same tone, like the tone is bang on. Yeah, exact tone. Can I also state? Yeah. One thing when I was reading the trivia that it clicked, we never see Kevin's bedroom because he's sleep. So someone else is sleeping because he's got all. Yeah, he's things. not in his own bedroom. Somebody else is. Like, didn't they say Uncle Frank is ta- Uncle Frank and Aunt whoever is? Who knows? Somebody's I, in his bed. He's, he's in been his kicked bed. out of his room. Yeah, I don't know why Uncle Frank and Aunt Leslie wouldn't be up in the queen bed upstairs. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. But that's true. Yeah, we never see his room. We never see Kevin's room. You see Buzz's room. Yeah, he goes into his parents' room. room, Yeah. But that's it. That's weird. I've never, yeah, never thought of that. Yeah. And then, so they all, the morning is chaos, right? Like the, you know, they sleep in, the power goes out. Like John Hughes kind of has airtight how they could have forgotten this child oh it's 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 the the intro is incredibly well set up and i i know a lot of people like uh, until that buzzfeed article came out that was like some guy on reddit noticed that what that the the boarding pass got thrown out with all of the napkins like yeah 
Yeah, like until somebody noticed that, like because that that was the biggest plot hole that people had was how did they not notice that Kevin wasn't there? Well, they didn't have his boarding pass, so when they counted, that yeah, they well, it, everything lined up. Everything lined up, yeah, and that the other kid, the neighbor was there, the the Murphy kid, like it all lines up. But Kevin comes downstairs, and this the house is chaos. There are fifteen, well, fourteen people running around because Kevin's upstairs. Yeah, running around madhouse getting out the door as fast as they can to make this flight kevin comes downstairs the house is immaculate mm-hmm. so i did the cleaning lady show up after they left to like he goes into the kitchen and like it's staged perfectly yeah and he he goes through the house and like everything is put away nicely there's not like you know a chair out of place there's not like paper plates left out in the kitchen that you know kate was like we got to get this plane. I'll get it when we get back. It's yeah. just some paper plates. Who cares? Right? Like, no, it is immaculate. And I'm like, but one thing, one thing I did notice while well, actually, well, I was like, everything in the house. I'm like, why does this movie feel so Christmassy mm-hmm. when really they could have left him home alone at any time of year? And we don't get that much Christmas except for the church stuff. And then Santa, Santa. The tree at the end when they see each other at the tree at the end. He's like decorating and stuff. But like it's not all like it doesn't hinge on it being Christmas. Like there are lots of scenes where it really has nothing to do with Christmas. But every scene, the color schemes are green and red. Mm-hmm. All the wallpaper is green and red. All the decor is green and red. Every scene throughout the movie, it's all done up to be Christmas look. Yeah. And they did a very good job of like, it looks it looks like a house in the 90, like late 80s, early 90s, right? Like you've got like the wallpaper and like, but the color scheme is Christmas throughout in every room. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, because like, again, not every scene is christmas but all the bedding is christmas colors like yeah just and but when we watched i was like realistically is kate or peter so obsessed with christmas that their whole house has a christmas color scheme year round or are they so wealthy that they have the house done up <laughs> for christmas every year i'm going with they just like the color scheme that is but we know why it's because it was on purpose by the, the, by set, the, like designer. the set designer yeah but still yeah, I, I thought that was a, a nice touch. A nice touch. A nice touch. It really ties the room together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you know, they all got on the plane and Kate's doing that like, oh, I feel like I forgot something. I feel and like I know that feeling. I know that feeling very well. And like, I feel like I forgot something. And it's like, no, you didn't forget anything. You did. It's like, you sure? And then like. Peter's like, oh, I didn't close the garage door. Which was funny because that's how Kevin thinks that they've actually disappeared because the cars are still there. The cars are still there. But also the the, I I recall going, like when we were watching it with the doors open in the garage, being like, ooh, everything in that garage is gonna be stolen. Everything in that garage is gonna be stolen. And then when they're on the plane he makes a comment about leaving the garage open. And I'm like, oh great. Okay. So that was like it wasn't like just Oh yeah, I leave my garage open all year round or anything yeah. like that, right? But and then, but she has her famous like where she sits up in the plane seat and is just like, Kevin, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's comforting her after, and then Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank is, as a kid, I loathed Uncle Frank. Yeah, and as an adult, I do not care for him either. Uh-huh. But he's much funnier as an adult because 
in the sense of like, we all know that uncle. You know who he reminds me of? Who? Squidward. A little bit. He's got like a Squidward look to him too. Yeah, but more of a jerk. Mm-hmm. But when he's like, if it makes you feel better, I forgot my reading glasses. Yeah. And I was like, what is Leslie doing with this guy? And that got me looking into the family. So we know that. Yeah, who's related to who? Is that what you're looking Yeah, so we know it's Peter, which is Kevin's dad. Yeah. And his brother is the one who goes to France, and Megan is his daughter. Yes. Well, what it is, is Peter, Frank, and Rob are all brothers. Okay, so Frank is his brother. Yeah. So okay. Leslie and Kate are married into the family. Mm-hmm. So that's how, so it's not like, you know, Frank is Leslie's husband and Leslie's related to Peter or Kate. It's like, no, it's the three brothers mm-hmm. are the, the, on, like the three uncles essentially of the family. Yeah. I even put when he's like, I forgot my reading glasses. That's when I, the, I literally have noticed what is his relationship with his family? Why do they keep letting him be there? Because yeah. he's such a jerk. Because he's a brother. Is because yeah. he's the brother, which is like, I think we've all had that crappy uncle. Like, not crappy, but like just that uncle who puts his foot in his mouth a lot. Right. Or he thinks he's being funny and he's not. Yes. Yeah. That's it. But like I said, when they get there and they immediately run up to some poor woman who's on the phone who looks like she's having a pretty serious conversation. And they just take the phone from her and then they tell the guy on the phone who doesn't even isn't speaking english like she'll have to call you back like he's probably like freaking out like it's my like yeah what happened to my wife <laughs> yeah my wife my sister my girlfriend whoever he's talking to like is she okay has she been kidnapped like what the hell is going on yeah and they just take over the phone and like i'm like that's so american <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm sure like the only thing that would have made it more American is if Kate hadn't said into the phone, why are you speaking English? <laughs> well, I mean, for when they're in France, I mean, they got a pretty good amount of people they speak to that are English speaking, you know, yeah. like the girl with the well, people. Okay. So well, you, when you work in an airport, you kind of have to English is the international language because of colonialism. Yep. Like there's, they kind of colonize the most because obviously there's a lot of colonial countries like the Dutch and the French and, portuguese and spanish and like they all like colonized a lot but england did the most mm-hmm. which is funny because it's the smallest but anyway so everybody around the world like things for travel you need to speak english yeah that's just the way the cookie crumbles but one thing i want so this is where it really starts getting into the as a mother mm-hmm. as a mother one i worked with a woman at one point and this is before we had a kid and she would like, I don't even remember what it was, but it would be like, and then there was actually, yeah, there's actually been a couple of women I've worked with now that I think about it, both blonde, who would say things like, as a mother, but then like defend really shitty behavior. And I'm just like, <laughs> just because you're a mom doesn't make it okay. And I still feel that way now that I'm a mom. They're just idiots. Uh. What I was going to say, as a mother, I can relate to a lot of the the emotions Kate goes through. Mm-hmm. And one of the big ones is they decide they, there's no, it's Christmas. Yeah. They're flying at Christmas. It's the busiest time of the year. And they, the, the attendant, the person who works the counter says, there are no flights until Friday. Mm-hmm. 
But if you'd like to stay, I can get you on a standby list. So that way, if someone doesn't show up for their flight, you can go. Yeah. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. We'll take the Friday's in two days. Yeah. We'll take the flight in two days. And Kate just flat out is like, no, I'll stay. Yeah. And then when they're like, are you sure? And everything. And she goes, I'm fine. It's okay. And she wishes them off and she hugs all her kids. And she's got like Catherine O'Hara plays this so well. You could see it on her face. Like I have felt that emotion Mm -hmm. like instances where it's like someone's got to take now that only one parent can go. Someone's got to take the kid to the ER at two in the morning or something. And it's like, this is going to suck. This is going to be a terrible time. I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm upset. I'm anxious. And you know what? I'm just going to fucking do it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's my job. I'm a parent. I'm a mother. I was going to do it. And I'm not going to complain about it. And I'm not going to be upset about it. I'm not going to show that I'm upset about it. Because sometimes you have to put on your big girl britches and get it done. And that you could see that on her. She's like reassuring her kids she'll be fine. She's obviously very upset about the whole thing, but she puts on a brave face and she's like, this is just what has to get done and I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And holy crap, did I relate to that? Yeah. Not as much as I haven't left my child in another country, <laughs> but those moments of just this morning, he woke up from, because like, he's been getting over RSV or what is most likely RSV. And he's For those been, who are uninitiated, RSV is a respiratory illness. Yeah, like he's okay, but like he's been waking up in the night and he wants comforting. And it's like, do I want to stay in his bed at three in the morning and be stuck in a twin size bed with my child who kicks me right in my C section scar while he's sleeping? So my stomach hurts for the rest of the day. No. Am I going to do it and comfort him? Yep. Because that's what you do. Yep. That's just what you do. And like I said, like Catherine O'Hara, like you can, she plays that moment so well because that look on her face feels so real. Like I know I've had that same look on my face where it's like, yep, everything's fine. It's really not fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. It's going to suck it up. There's a lot of stuff you'll, you'll overlook when it comes to your kids. Yeah. Like, you know, not to be gross, but you know, you'll gladly stick your hands into like poop and vomit and stuff. I don't know when if gladly your, is the right word. You know, well, no, but like you'll just do it. You know, you'll it's be like, not the same gotta get as done. it's funny. Uh, years ago, years ago, yeah. I worked in a steel mill, which is like such a like, I was a summer student in a steel mill. And one of the girls that was also a summer student came to work very hungover, mm-hmm. puked all over our locker room. And one of the women who worked there, she's probably about my age now like at the time as she goes, I have, I kid you not. She had like six or seven kids. One of them was a severely special needs. She's like, I clean up vomit almost every day. I'll go take care of it. As she walked into the air, she, the girl threw up immediately turned around and walked back and went, Oh, it's different when it's your own kid. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true. Our kid has puked on, a, on me, like on me numerous times. Yep. It's like, okie doke. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get you into bed and I'll go change my shirt and I'll be right back. Yep. Yeah. Let's go throw you in the bath. Let's go. Yep. yep. But I mean, that just happened. Yep. <laughs> I, I took my shirt off and gave him a bath. Yep. It is what you do as a parent. Yeah. And that's, and the movie really does a great job of this with Kate. And that's the thing. It's not like 
Peter just screws off. They have four other kids to take care of. Like yep. they have five children. Ridiculous. I'd see, I, four I, or I was, five. They have four or five. I, it was always interesting because of the fact that there are the other parents there is trying to figure out whose kids are who. Like, yeah. There's the two that are very obviously, you know, like Buzz is very. Okay, obvious. yeah. So, oh, no. Megan is. Okay, so Pete and Kate's kids are Buzz, Megan, Linny, Jeff, and Kevin. Uh, Rob and Georgette, or at least Heather. And then in the next movie, they might have more kids, but it's unknown. And then Frank and Leslie have Tracy, Rod, Sandra, Brooke, and Fuller. Oh, well, they, what kind of name is Fuller? I don't think I've ever heard that name outside of this movie. Well, did he go <laughs> easy on the Pepsi? No, uh, but that, so again, like they have four, they get, someone has to like, and again, it'd be one thing if they were two blocks away, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, we'll just leave the kids with, oh God, I wouldn't leave my kids with Frank. <laughs> well, there's the uh, the dad still. But I was just saying, so like, it's not like the dad could go, the dad has to stay to take care of the other four. I'm sure yeah. he's freaking out too. It's not like Kate is the only parent who forgot the kid. Yeah. Peter's just as responsible, but like one of them is going to go and one of them is going to stay with the other four kids. Like yeah. that's, that's just what they have to do. Right. Yeah. Like it's very realistic in that regard, how they handle the parenting thing. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, now that we've, we've really gotten into gotten the into nitty the, gritty the of like being a parent, and, what it's like being a parent who's forgot your child in yeah, another continent. And also probably way too much information about cleaning up poop and pee and such. Yeah. That well, brought, it but you probably wanted it. Anyone who is a parent has done it. I mean, if you're at least a half decent parent, because they do poop and puke and shit and pee and everything on everything. They're worse than cats. Anyway, <laughs> did you know? Because we watched it with closed captioning. Yes. Which I don't know if I've done before. And so then we get back into like the Kevin is like living his life because he thinks his parents have just disappeared. They Yeah, they're magically gone. Because he's a child. It's Christmas magic. His yeah. parents are gone. Yeah. Which is what he wished for for Christmas. And... So he goes that he needs a new toothbrush because his toothbrush has been packed and sent to France. Yes. <laughs> so he goes out and he goes to the store and he's like, is this toothbrush approved for the American Dental Association? Yeah. If you read the closed caption, they're like, Herb, is this? And like the cashier yeah, asks. she asked the other guy to Herb come is, ask. You can see in the closed caption, Herb is saying. Just tell him it is. Just tell him he it is. Know. He won't know any better. And I'm <laughs> yes. like, yes, yes. That's what she should have done. Exactly. Like, nope, that's what I child. thought of. That's what I thought of. The other thing I caught with, with the closed captioning that I've never caught before is the furnace talks. Yeah. Like I always knew like this, the furnace. It scares William, him. William has this. No, William. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin has this <coughs> this daydream daydream. He's just afraid because, as all kids are, I remember being afraid of my basement. I kids to, are scared of the dark. I always used to think when at my parents' house, you've been to my house, I would run up the stairs because I thought someone was going to grab me while I was going up the stairs. Because oh, that's no, super common. Because there's no back on those stairs. That's yeah. what I. That was my fear in the basement was that yep. someone's going to grab me while I was going up the stairs. But. Kevin is afraid of the furnace and the furnace makes noise and goes like, yeah, they got a really weird old style furnace and it would, it would groan. But in this, because I noticed it when we watched it the first time with William is that the furnace says, hello, Kevin at one point. And I was like, it actually said something. I thought it just groaned and made noises and stuff, but no, it actually says, hello, Kevin at one point. Yeah. But then like, it's then we get into more of 
like, okay, we're we're seeing more of Harry and Mark because he steals the toothbrush. He almost gets hit by Harry and Mark. Yeah, he's starting to see more. It's like he's realizing that like he recognizes Harry's gold tooth from the cop to the plumber. Yes, you know, like he's realizing he's putting pieces together. Yeah, something's not right here. Something's not right. But it kind of goes on like Kevin's still kind of like living his life, but he's also like realizing these burglars are kind of casing his house, but he doesn't know what to do. Well, the one thing I thought was very interesting was he sees them and he's like spooked of them, but he has no reason to think that they're like going to try to break into his house. And he has that party, you know, the fake party when they come by. And it was like, no, a- no, 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 no. See, here's the thing. I was terrified as a kid of someone breaking into my house. So I feel like as a child, it was a very legitimate assumption on his point. Yeah. Oh, so you, he would think, okay, if there was a creepy dude in a van and he chased me, that I should like pretend to have a party at my house so that he doesn't come see me? No, because he overhears him saying like, tonight's the night. We're going to like, he's home alone. We're going to. No, he's, he hears that that later. No, he hears that before the party. The party that he throws with Michael Jordan on the train. Yes, he hears that they're going to come back later. To Remember when he's like, he hears him go, it's like, we'll come back later tonight. He hears him say, we'll come back later tonight, which is why he sets up the party because they think he's home. They realize he's home alone and he, he overhears that. No, that's later he's, they hear no, that. No, he real he hears that he, he, they're going to come back tonight. They say that they're going to, they say, you know, Merry Christmas. He realizes that he's the cop. And he walks away and they follow him. They don't say anything about coming back later they tonight. They do, in though. That he moment. hears them later say, we'll come back tonight. Later, not in that scene. So th- he runs away. They follow him. He hides in the manger scene. And then he throws a party. He hears that they're going to come back. We'll do. We'll go tonight. I swear that they, they no, say that's that later. No, that's how he knows. No, he they. There's the scene where after the party, he's setting up the bulbs and they're- That's what I'm saying. After the party. He threw the party- There's that, but there's another scene before where they're talking about, we'll go tonight. They did. It's like, oh, they did leave. We'll go back tonight. Yeah. Okay. Because there's the first, there's Snake. Yes, but Snakes isn't first. The first scene is the party. But he hears that they're going to show up. When? Yeah, well, when is the moment that he hears this? He sees them coming out of the other house. They tell him Merry Christmas. Santa Claus doesn't visit the funeral homes. And then he realizes he's a cop, gets freaked out, walks away. They follow him. He runs. He hides in the manger scene. They drive past him and don't see where he goes. When do they say they're going to come back tonight? That doesn't happen in that scene. It's later. We're focusing way too much on this. <laughs> He doesn't say that until later. I'm telling you, he overhears he for the first overhears, time. It's the first not at that moment. Kitchen. Yes. He's walking up the street and he's not paying attention. They almost hit him with the van. That is the first contact they have with him in this yeah, scene. But there's another scene where he Yes, but that scene, I I'm not telling I'm not telling you that scene doesn't happen. I'm telling you that scene does not happen before the party that he throws. No, he they we're talking about two different moments. We are talking about two different moments, but you're saying that moment happens before the no, moment I'm talking I'm about. I'm not talking about the moment you're talking about. I'm talking about a different moment. He does hear them talk about. So there's a couple scenes. There are a few scenes where he overhears Marv and Harry talk. Uh huh. Go on. I'm listening. You're getting very sassy. I'm telling you. <laughs> Tell me your story. Go. So they show up. When he's watching Angels with Dirty Faces. Yes. And that's when 
he doesn't realize that the burglar is casing. He th- thinks about it really quickly mm-hmm. of what he can do to be like, oh crap, because he's like sitting there eating junk food watching this movie, right? Mm-hmm. And he hears them try like jiggling the door and trying to get in, and he's like, because <gasps> he realized before that there's something off about these guys, mm-hmm. and he plays the movie and does the like snakes you know blah 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 like you know, it's like it's like there was there's definitely a guy named snakes you know it's like oh and he he realizes that basically marv runs back into the van and it's like there's, there's there's already people there blah 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 like you know they beat us to the the joint and they decide they're going to come back the next night and Kevin sets up the party to protect the house the next night. Pulled up the wiki. According to this, Kevin, this is this is a full by fans of the movie who have made a very detailed plot synopsis of this movie. Okay. They leave the water running in the house. They almost run over Kevin in the van. Mm-hmm. Kevin recognizes Harry. And starts to run. Mm -hmm. They follow him. Mm -hmm. He goes to the church and loses the bandits by posing as part of the church's nativity scene. He then runs home declaring he will be ready when the burglars return. They do not say that they are coming back that. No, that's not what I'm talking about. This is. But that's that's what I said. I said. No, you're not. You didn't. You didn't listen to me. Which is what's how we've gotten to this point. Okay, no. Because I said, how did he know that they were burglars from seeing them in the street for like 10 seconds and know that they were coming to burgle his house from that interaction where he smiled and he recognized him from that. So he's like, I will be ready for them. And then it cuts from that scene to the party. That is a lot, a lot of work for that boy to have put in and have gotten from the point A of that was the cop to the point A to point B to get to that, that scene. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that there is not a scene where he overhears the burglars saying that they're coming back and he's like, I will be ready. But I'm saying in the first encounter, they give him no cause to think that they are burglars and are coming back and he is ready for them. What I am saying uh-huh. is Kevin puts two and two together that the guy in the van is also the cop and something's not right. Mm-hmm. And they, Kevin has obviously shown himself to be a very clever young man. Then when Kevin's just hanging out watching TV, someone tries to break in. And at that point, he's putting things together. So he plays the movie as like a, what am I going to do? Oh, crap. Here's the moment to play the movie. I'll make them think someone's home. And scare them off. Mm-hmm. And then he decides if they come back, he'll be ready for them. Because obviously these people have been around the neighborhood. He's home by himself. He's scared. Mm-hmm. He needs to make it at night look like he's not home by himself. The, the sequence of events you've just described is not the order it goes in. He goes, they, they chase him. He goes to the church. And then it cuts from the church to the party. There is no in-between moment with snakes. The snakes moment comes after this. This is what I have been saying. 
I feel like I'm just going to sit down and rewatch this movie. He constructs the elaborate silhouette display. Then he orders a cheese pizza for himself and scares the, he scares the pizza boy away with the movie. The next day he does the same thing to the burglars. Mm -hmm. The party happens before everything you just described. Are you sure? I'm fucking reading it right here. I'm done talking about this. I'm done. <laughs> I'm just sit down and rewatch. This um, movie. Yeah, just you go ahead and you watch it, and then when you get to the point where you're wrong, you can tell me all about it. <laughs> Speaking of things that were wrong, and this is about the same period of time when Kevin goes and he sees the toothbrush, and also earlier when he's like, "I'm not afraid anymore," blah 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 blah. That old man causes himself a lot of problems just by not being like, hello. Yeah. But like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a movie and, and everything, but like at the same time, there are so many moments where that dude just could have said, hi. And because because obviously when he comes and sees him at the church and he says, hello, Kevin's like, Pourquoi? And then they have, you know, a conversation and he realizes he's not a, a fucking murderer. <laughs> they, they could have bumped. He, the old man could have saved himself some trouble by doing that. Like at any of the other occasions where he meets Kevin, are you still looking this up? So what it is, uh-huh. it was a little, they show up to the house and they go to break in and Kevin freaks out. Because he's watching a movie and asleep, and he hears them, and he runs around, and turns on all the lights, inside. Okay, so okay. He makes up the pizza boy with Harry, Harry and Marv. I admit that, but he turns on all the lights because they show up first. They show up once. Someone tries to break into his house first. Okay, okay, you got me there. You got me there. So then he did put the he put the pieces together that that guy was the guy trying to break. Okay fine that makes sense then. and it would make sense why he wouldn't open the door for the cop that shows up because he's already suspicious that the first cop showed up wasn't quite on the up and up well either way the second cop showing up never never says that he's a cop or anything he's he just, just hides on the door. he just knocks on the door yeah well kevin hides like kevin doesn't even look to see if it is a cop in that case so there you go so i was wrong on that sense I had and a you were wrong. Like, on your I, sense. Was, I was combining two scenes, which yes. was the pizza man and Kevin turning on on the lights. So I admit I was wrong, but you were wronger. <laughs> I was wronger. You so mixed up the complete. You mixed up. You, I forgot. I forgot a scene. You mixed up the order of like no, a quarter of the movie. No, I was taking Kevin scaring the pizza boy to get free pizza. Mm -hmm. Not even free pizza. He, just to he get him to leave. Which is also weird. Why didn't he just answer the door and pay for the pizza? Yeah. Like that and would then have... I had those that scene and the follow-up scene, which is Kevin turning on all the lights to scare off the burglars. I had those two complete. You completely forgot that the burglars showed up the house first. Yes, I did. So, oh, you're, you forgot a scene. Ah, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, you were wronger. Uh, okay. Do you also remember that Kevin got ch chased as a shoplifter? So he's going to be extra scared of the cops. So it makes sense why he went up in the door for the cops. Again, uh, the cop never identifies himself. True, so. but still, even if Kevin had seen him. Once we had passed all the setup scene, the night of the big thing is mm -hmm. Kevin goes to see 
a Santa Claus. He's like, oh, I know the deal. You're one of he. You, You're a helper. You're you not work, actually. You work yeah. for him. Blah blah blah. So, did you know that that actor, this is his second appearance on our podcast? Can you guess what movie he's from? I know the actor. I know his face. His name is Ken Hudson Campbell. I know exactly his face. What is he in? I mean, just tell me. I would say he's at least a good 50 pounds heavier in the follow-up movie. It's a movie that we did after this movie? Yeah, the movie you did after is late. Home Alone came out earlier than the other movie we did. I mean, just based on- He is Max in Armageddon. Oh, that's right. He is in Armageddon. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I knew. I knew who he was. Like I, I could tell you like- as soon as I I knew who he was, even without seeing him, without the Santa mask on, you know, like I, I could see his face without that. I know his voice. He's in a lot of he's in a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. Then we cut back to Kate. Yes. In her journey to get home. She's like, I've been awake for 60 hours. I haven't slept. I haven't showered. I am blah, blah, blah. I am tired. I am hungry. I'm where am I? And she's like, Scran. It's like, you know, it's like I've been to paris i've been to dallas i've been to you know here where am i scranton mm-hmm. anyway did you know this the guy who is there's a woman behind her and then a guy behind her mm-hmm. and the guy with the beard there it was a long-standing rumor a long-standing rumor that that was elvis i did hear that yeah and it was like put to bed and like 2016 when his family was like he passed away that is not elvis yeah because apparently people like oh well he's the right age and he had the head movements of elvis and i'm like he doesn't look like elvis at all yeah what the hell um but then john candy our knight in budget rent-a-van armor yes in yellow yellow jacket shows up and invites her to come with and you know, it's it's funny. You know, I would be desperate to get home to my child too. Don't think I'd be that desperate, but it was the early nineties, uh-huh. and hitchhiking was still a thing people did, even with with all serial killers. I would not have gotten it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is about the John Candy scene that I I remembered I remembered like that scene and like. Almost all, because I've seen the movie so many times, I remember almost all of the dialogue, like word for word, like polka, polka, polka. <laughs> what I didn't remember, but watching it, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Was that he's like, yeah, I'm a celebrity. You know me from this, you know, from from this or this, maybe this. Like, yeah. <laughs> he just keeps going yeah. where he's just like, please recognize me. Yeah. <laughs> like. The drive that they're going to make in this van. Yo, you, you've looked this up. Yeah, and this is today, so I don't know. There are, maybe there's new highways, right? If you take toll roads, it is a 12-hour drive from Scranton to Milwaukee, which is their destination. Right. They're going to Milwaukee, and Chicago is on the way. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry, I was like Milwaukee. They're going to Chicago, but yes, he's going to Milwaukee. She's going to Chicago. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we've driven to Chicago. We have driven to Chicago. Well, I drove. <sighs> You slept. Hey. You did. Not the whole way. Most of it. (laughs) Anyway. So we cut back to Kevin because he's sitting down to his nutritious meal of microwave macaroni and cheese. Mm -hmm. And the 
Bell's tribe. He doesn't even get to eat his. Which pissed me off even now. Like I love mac and cheese. Like to be denied that mac and cheese. I do not understand how people like box mac and cheese. It, it is... wasn't even boxed mac and cheese. It was microwavable mac and cheese. He buys it at the store that day. It's part of his $20 meal. I do not mm-hmm. understand how people like that slimy, greasy, powdered. It's delicious, hon. Bullshit cheese. It's so good. It is disgusting. The smell of it makes me want to retch. I hate it. I'm going to make a box as soon as we're done. No, that's not true. I'm going to go That's sleep. so rude. I'm, I'm telling you how much I loathe it. <laughs> it disgusts gusts me and it always has uh-huh. for any of our listeners who do not know i've been vegan for what six years now as long as we've been married because it was longer before, it was before we got it was right after we got engaged yeah so yeah six years people say to me it's like oh i how could you give up cheese and it's like easily it's fucking gross so anyway uh-huh anyway nine o'clock chimes He's, okay, yeah, he's having dinner at nine o'clock. Eat he earlier. was prepping the house. He's a kid on his own. He can eat whatever he wants. Anyway, that is an hour and 15 minutes into this movie. So that movie is about an hour and 40 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So we get an hour and 15, and it's an hour and 40 with credits. And then, so obviously, Harry and Marv, they go through all these traps that don't make any sense, and the Mythbusters have talked about it. Hey, they'll be dead. They'd be dead. Like 20 times over. 20 times over. Brain damage. Bad time. The scene where Marv steps on the nail is up there with that scene in Saving Private Ryan where the dude is slowly stabbed to death with a knife for me in terms of I can't watch this. Yeah, I, I would say because the nail thing is very plausible. Like people it, do it all the time. It is, he, but it's fiddly so, dee. <laughs> that will require a tetanus shot. shot. Yeah, but there's only 27 minutes left in the movie to go mm-hmm. when this happens, and Kevin leaves the house. the The burglars, Marv tries to get in from the basement. Harry tries to get in from the main floor. It doesn't go well, obviously. Mm-hmm. When Kevin goes to the window to take his makeshift zipline to the treehouse, it is only 11 minutes later. And it's one of those things where it's like what people remember about this movie is like, oh, it's the movie traps. The movie is the movie traps, the burglars, blah, blah. That is 11 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Which is kind of wild that the rest of this movie is mostly Kevin just being home alone. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the title of the movie, right? But that's not what it's known known for. Yeah, that but and I the, mean, uh, you could argue any any movie is like that. Like, look at Jurassic Park. It's not like an hour and a half of dinosaur attacks, right? Like, there's the stuff that people remember are only a few minutes of the the whole. I'd say there's more dinosaurs. True. In Jurassic Park, but than there is booby traps in Home Alone. There's that Godzilla movie where Godzilla's only a movie for seven minutes. Which one's that? The 2014 one. So anyway. How many? How long is the shark in Jaws? Five minutes. Yeah. So there you go. Is it? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> it's not yeah, long. It was, very, it was one it's of those things long. to me that I remember them being in the house much longer than that. Like yeah. my brain thinks they were in there for much longer. 
But obviously, Kevin gets out, and well, I can't remember his name. Murphy? No, it's not Murphy. It's Murphy's house. Yeah, they go to Murphy's house. But it's not the old man, the shovel slayer. But wasn't his name Murphy? No. Murphy is the, the family that lives next door. The one that the, the kid came from, the ones who went to Florida. Yeah, that's Murphy. I always thought it was the old man, and he was doing an old man impression when he called. No, he's trying to speak old, like sound older. Okay, I see this is it. The old man is old man Marley. Marley, that's it. Marley. So Marley. that's, yeah, okay. That's why I thought yeah. it was, I mean, he, he's doing an old man. He's doing a voice that sounds like the old man. No, he's he just trying to cops. sound older. He's he just is trying just trying to, sound, trying to sound, I know, he is just trying to sound older, but he sounds like he's trying to be that old man. Yeah. Like that's, to me, that's how he's always sounded. To yeah. me, he sounds like he's doing an impersonation of the old man. And he's saying, you know, my name's Murphy. And I'm like, oh, he goes, okay. Then that explains to me something I've always wondered. Because if he's supposed to be, because I thought they were at that guy's house. No, no they've been, they were at the other people's house. Okay, that makes sense. Because if they were at the old man's house, then how, the, how did it have all the water running is what my thought was. But no, that makes sense. The water was running because they've already burglarized. burglarized because Marv left house. the water yes. on being the yes. wet bandits. Yeah. And it's. It's like, oh, we were able to figure out all the houses you broke it into because Marv's an idiot. Yes. And then we get to the real magic of this movie. It's Christmas morning. Mm -hmm. Kevin wakes up. His house is saved. He's cleaned up everything. It's true. He's done a very good job cleaning he up. He cleaned up everything. He put out the stockings. He took uh, all the uh, the traps down. <laughs> yeah, thank God, because Kate would have had a bad time. And that morning. Cut the, burn her hand coming in the front door. The, the budget rent-a-car pulls up and Kate walks in the front door and they have that magic moment where you know and the music plays the john williams score and you know like it all culminates into the that, beautiful that version of the, the music that's not creepy no it's beautiful yeah no the other part is creepy and she she's like kevin i'm so sorry she goes oh kevin i'm so sorry and it's like this beautiful moment and she thinks he's never because like John Candy's like, oh, I left my kid in a funeral home once to talk for, th for three, three weeks. Months. <laughs> three three, three months. weeks, he said. No, it was more than that. It was like months. I could have sworn he said weeks. Either way. We just watched it. <laughs> We're not going to get into clearly, it. Clearly, clearly. The kid doesn't. So she's all worried that Kevin is not going to talk to her and yeah. like Kevin's like going to be screwed up for the rest of his life. And he runs to her and they hug and they have this beautiful moment between mother and son. And like just the love and then the rest of the family shows up and it's like, oh, we caught the Friday flight. And, you know, they all showed up at the same time anyway, despite all her. She never would have been able to live with herself if she didn't try to get home faster. Yeah. Like she did the right thing. Like, it's not like I will never once be like, oh, she should have waited. No, she did the right thing trying to get back faster. hundred mm percent. -hmm. And she would have always wondered if she hadn't. And this way she knows that she, you know. Like, she did everything she could. She did everything she could. Exactly. She did the right thing. And the family shows up and it's beautiful. I was like, Kevin. What did you do to my room? And then he's like, oh, that's where the movie ends. And it's all fun. And the music's all light and happy. But like it's that, like I get a little verklempt every time I see that moment where Kevin and his mom re are reunited. And I'm just like, and again, now that I'm the mother to a little boy, I'm just like. Because <laughs> it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. So anyway. So there you go. That's Home Alone. It's beautiful. Yeah. So that was, that's what we thought of this movie whether we remembered it correctly or not <laughs> that's what we thought of this movie but critics in 1990 had their own thoughts on the movie so laura why don't you fill us in 
on some past reviews. Yeah. So this movie currently, I'm shocked, only has a 66% critical score, but it has an 80% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Karen James of the New York Times said it is a surprisingly charming film, which may be the first Christmas black comedy for children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. Owen Gleiberman of Entertainment Weekly said the movie devolves into an egregious Three Stooges pain fest. We're meant to giggle and clap along with Kevin as the crooks get their heads singed with blowtorch, singed, sorry, it was singed, singed with blowtorches and walk barefoot on glass. And Roger Ebert said, if Home Alone had limited itself to the things that might possibly happen to a forgotten eight-year-old, I think I would have liked it more. Mm. It was nominated for Best Score and Best Original Song for Somewhere in My Memory, both by John Williams. Score went to John Barry for Dances with Wolves. And Song went to Stephen Sondheim for Sooner or Later from Dick Tracy. Oh, <laughs> It was also nominated for two Golden Globes, Best Picture, Comedy or Musical, and Best Actor, Comedy or Musical for Macaulay Culkin. Both went to performances from the movie Green Card. It did win. And I think for a movie like this, more importantly, won Best Picture at the Kids' Choice Award. Oh, there you go. So for a movie that is meant really for, for kids, kids. Or people who are children at heart. Mm -hmm. That I would say is, you know. An appropriate prize. You know, this movie, this is probably something I should have brought up in my memories, but I didn't remember until right this moment, is this, remember the Sam Neill discussion that we had when after I saw Jurassic Park, I just, I was like, oh, I love Sam Neill. Every movie he's in must be like Jurassic Park, right? Oh, yeah. And then the next movie he made was like In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah. I remember that the same thing happened with me with Macaulay Culkin, mm -hmm. where I just assumed that every movie that Macaulay Culkin was going to be in from that point on was essentially going to be home alone because i if i remember correctly like the next movie that was of any substance that he was in that i remember was home alone too mm -hmm. and then it was like the good son yeah with elijah <laughs> wood i saw that and i was like oh you gotta go see the good son and it was like no don't i remember see the good renting son. that from the video store yeah and then there's also my girl my girl my girl is after the good son i think did you did you see my girl i i I've never seen it the whole way through, but I know he dies and his glasses and et cetera. He can't et cetera. see anything without his glasses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, anyway. I on, love My Girl and My Girl 2. I got to watch this. On the, My Girl 2. I didn't, uh, anyway, on those. She goes to California. She shaves her legs. Oh, there you go. On, on those bonus memories. <laughs> on those bonus memories. What, what, well, I mean, you've already told us. What, what's your review of the movie? Oh, yeah. Best Christmas movie of all time. It's uh -huh. my favorite Christmas movie of all time. It's double butter for sure. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Let's uh, spread Let's that double butter on those popcorn. <laughs> I, I will agree with you. It is a double butter. I mean, it is a Christmas classic. And it's it's not one that I tire of watching. Like I, it's it's, But it's also one that I, it's like you said, I don't need to watch it. Like I can put it on and just do stuff. Yeah. And it, it's it's that kind of movie where yeah. like you can still not even watch a second of screen time and just listen to it and know everything about it yeah. because it's just one of those Christmas movies that everyone watches. And it does it does hold up even if we don't remember the order very well. As and I not say. and not just that, but like I would say it has to hold some weight 
for you because like I make you watch it every year and you never try to get out of it. I never complain. Yeah, yeah. You never try to be like, um, maybe tomorrow. And then we just never get to it. No, you, I'm like, I would like to watch home alone. And you're like, all right. Yeah. So props so to you for that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's an enjoyable movie. Yeah. Maybe this year I'll make you watch something like a castle for Christmas uh, on Netflix for just, Christmas. No, just don't. It was pretty cute. It was stupid. But it was pretty don't, cute. Just don't make me watch Prancer again. God, that movie was terrible. I know. I oh my god! You went on, you went on and on about this Prancer movie <laughs> and so how stupid. much you loved it when you were a kid. I and I found it for I you did, in a four pack of other movies. With, with because it was also with Home Alone too. Because for a long time, it was impossible to buy Home Alone two oh, on its own. Can I just, if anyone is still listening, so I said <laughs> my mother taped Home Alone two off the 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 TV for me. Uh huh. And I'd watch it every year. Mm-hmm. Every year, I love Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. And then one year, I went to watch it, and my dad had taped over it with NASCAR. <laughs> that is such a your dad thing to do. I was so pissed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is amazing. That is amazing. Well, that is going to do it on, for this week's episode. But next week, we will be taking a look at my pick and this is one that i have been waiting to do i have my fingers very, crossed for what it is i have, I have very my fingers long crossed. time hun pack your bags we're going on a journey and it's going to take a long time to get to the ending we are starting the lord of the rings trilogy yes! i was hoping you were going to say lord of the rings i I'm was so waiting for this movie to be a old enough for us to do it so we will be doing the lord of the rings yes. the fellowship of the ring oh can we okay can i <laughs> can you make lambas bread or what, what's happening here <laughs> i was gonna say next weekend is christmas we yes. normally watch the movie on christmas weekend we're not gonna watch lord of the rings i feel like next week there probably won't be an episode oh okay we're announcing this now then i feel I like guess. that's fair i feel like come on i <laughs> I mean, it could just be delayed. Okay. Well, apparently we're not we're having be an episode too busy. next week. Can okay. we just not? All right, fine. It, next weekend is Christmas weekend. It's the whole weekend is friggin' Christmas. When are we going to watch a friggin' movie? Mind you, my sister does love Lord of the Rings. She'd probably watch it with us because yes. she's going to be here on Boxing Day. My parents want to watch Lord of the Rings. Either way, probably going to be at least delayed. Okay, well. I was going to say maybe we'll watch it on New Year's. Okay, well, that changes a lot of things then. Why? Because <laughs> I've already... I work in advance. I have things that have been done that need to be changed. Oh, okay. So. Well, we'll figure it out. You can fix this in post. <laughs> fix it in post. Okay. Uh, we'll I don't figure know. it out. I don't know how I'm going to fix that in post, but uh, look forward to that Just movie. cut it out entirely. Look forward to that movie at some point. We're going to watch Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Yay! I'm so excited. For this week's episode of Burn Popcorn, I am Mike. I'm Laura. And we'll talk to you guys again uh, soon. Bye. I just don't know when we'll have time to watch it.